we're live. <laughs> Go ahead, do your intro, I'm ready. No, I'm not going to edit that. Uh, hi, I'm Arielle, and I'm here with... <laughs> with... <laughs> oh, sorry, I just supposed to talk. It's okay, no, introduce me. Hi, I'm Dana Sumner Pritchard. All right. Do you want to start over? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I like how you said wow. your full name, so people can uh, find you and people stalk can, you. I, listen, social media is like where it's at, at. You're supposed to brand yourself, and I'm branded as me. Okay, well, I'm just going to go by my first name, like Beyonce does. And, great. Uh, yeah. So. Again, doing great. <laughs> no, this is a really, a really good start. I would listen to I would keep listening. Um, the first 30 seconds are the most important um, so this is our podcast, uh, where we talk about TV, but specifically teen TV, which is TV specifically for teens. <laughs> I personally you, lo- love the way I phrase that. Did you say the name of the podcast? The name of the podcast, which was decided on all of two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, we're killing it. Is a uh, girl walks into a high school. Uh, which we're probably going to be saying a lot throughout the run of this podcast, however long that may be. It might be 100 episodes. It might be just this one. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> all right, That's girl. It, though, like our little, our little document with all of our notes on it of like what we're going to do, there's like 7,000 episodes worth of material on just the little document that was clearly just us spitballing for like 20 minutes. For sure. So... There's there's material of plenty to discuss. Yeah, and you know we're we're gonna uh, see how it goes. You know we might not watch. We're, I mean we're probably not gonna watch every episode of every show that we talk about, um, but we are gonna uh, talk about it specifically. And there are shows that I'm into. There's shows that Dana's into. And there's shows we're both into. So we're gonna be talking about um, what we know and kind of watching things as we go and discussing them together, whether or not, like, one of us has seen it or neither of us have seen it. So, yeah, which I think is great because I think we definitely have shows that we have a common ground on, but there's some stuff that, like, I really know nothing about. So when we get into um, the shows that we've brought today, where one of us is definitely an expert and one of us is, is definitely an outsider. Yeah. Um, it should also be said that we're we're 100% grown-ups. We're <laughs> we're not teens. Um we are in our mid to late 20s at this time. So, I mean, um, I, mentally, I'm still a teen. Like I'm not going to speak for you. <laughs> but statistically speaking, yeah. to, today I I I met a, I I met a 17-year-old and I realized I was 10 years older than her and it made me feel ill violently. Ill. Right. I, I've done that. But then at the same time, I have to, like, stop. Yeah, I have to stop and remind myself that, like, oh, wait, I'm not 18. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, awful. yeah. I think I think maybe one of the reasons why I've definitely responded so well to teen TV is because I kind of forget that I'm not, in fact, still a child. Exactly. And we're living anyway. vicariously. I mean, but everybody's yeah. living vicariously through these shows. That's, like, the point of them, you know? Um, it should also be stated that yeah, we're, for sure, for we, should also be stated that we're 3,000 miles apart <laughs> as you record this. Um, yes, indeed, indeed, yes. <laughs> yes I, I live in New York and Arielle lives in LA, 
So not only are we incredibly metropolitan and cultured, but we are also um, speaking over Skype right now. So if there's any um, audio things, I'm super sorry if it's unpleasant to listen to. I hope that our shining personalities keep you afloat. Yeah, we're going to, you know, work it out and see what works and see what doesn't audio-wise and also in everything else that we do (laughs) in our lives. But even though we're thousands of miles apart, we're still best friends. We're best friends. Um, Probably because of some of these shows, too. We spent a lot of time together watching TV in high school. Yes. Uh, uh, which was the last time we lived near each other. Um, anyway, now we're just talking about our like the history of our lives. Yeah. Let's move on to the actual shows that we've come to discuss People today. care. People care about us. Um, so uh, what, do we want to, <laughs> what do we want to start with first? I kind of want to start with Pretty Little Liars first. Oh, okay, great. So... Pretty of the Little Liars is my show. So um, for the structure of the first episode, we kind of, we, Ariel and I talked about a lot of different ways that we could like structure this show, but the way that we decided to do today's episode is that we would each bring in a teen show that's currently on the air that we really love. Um, and we just so happen to both choose shows that are ending like within the next couple of months. Um, and I chose my favorite teen show, maybe of all time. <laughs> potentially, which is Pretty Little Liars, which has six episodes left, and I'm already, like, having a very hard time with the fact that it's almost over. Um, So, um, just so you know, uh, Ariel has seen a few episodes of PPL, but today she will rewatch the pilot. I have seen every episode, some of them three, four times. and the show that she's going to talk about later, I've only seen the pilot of. So we're, you know, we're, we're, we're moving along. Um, Pretty Little Liars is a show on Freeform, formerly known as ABC Family. I think it was changed to Freeform specifically because Pretty Little Liars is so incredibly screwed up that they were like, we can't be a family network anymore. I fully love um, that. Yeah. I, right. Like, it yeah. was 100% because they were like, Aria is sleeping with a teacher. Like, there's a lot of statutory rape. There's too much statutory rape yeah. for a family channel. They're like, we can't um, get away with this anymore. <laughs> Calling yeah, us. Like, it was a really nice try, but like, yeah. they, they really changed it to freeform right when they did a five-year flash forward and, and they, the Pretty Little Liars became legal to drink and they were, it was clear that they were like, we need to become an adult channel. <laughs> yeah. adult we need channel. to stop pretending that we're a family-centric uh, <laughs> network. Yeah. They tried for a really long time. Though. <laughs> um, so Basic overview, if you're not familiar with Pretty Little Liars, at the start of the show, is there's um, four characters named uh, Spencer, Aria, Hannah, and Emily, who are kind of like four very classic high school girl tropes. You have Emily, who's the sporty one. You have Hannah, who's like the fashionista, kind of like classic popular girl. And then you have Spencer, who's the brainy girl, who's the overachiever. And you have... uh, um, Aria, who's like the arty one. They're basically the four houses of Hogwarts, like, as human beings <laughs> the functioning high school. Um, and they have a best friend named Allison, who one summer night disappears, and um, the four other girls kind of drift apart as a result of her disappearance. And then a year later, they kind of come back together in the high school, and um, right, they, they kind of come together as a the result of Allison, that's their friend who disappears, um, of Allison's body being found. And, and, and um, 
right as they become friends again, a discovery of Allison's body, um, they start receiving mysterious text messages and various degrees of threats from um, an anonymous kind of torturer who goes by the name A. Um, and so the show is kind of a mystery show about who is A, but it's also really, to me, the reason I think I respond to it so much is because it is so um, noirish, and all of the writers and the directors who are associated with the show are big fans of Hitchcock, and so they really try to incorporate like black and white movies and, and references to that kind of um, over-the-top black and white era of cinema into the show. It's really weird. They're like, they literally call it Hitchcock for teens. Like, they, they think they're doing something really artistic. Um, and I think the show is actually a great example of, of kind of the best, like, authorial intentions going up against a network. Because the show really has a lot of, like, horrible tropes that are clearly there to make 15-year-old girls squeal. Um, Aria dates a man who turns out to be her English teacher and it's like a very big plot line and you can kind of tell the writers hate it but you can also tell that the network loves it because all the little teenage girls think it's so cool that Aria is dating this older man like if you go on Twitter everyone's like Aria and Ezra are so amazing and then there's all these adults who are in the corner like what about the patriarchal indication of this? <laughs> like, um, so what I like about it is that it if I was a young person, I think I would view it very, very differently. But as I've aged through watching the show, I find it to be incredibly metaphorical. And, and um, there's a lot of layers underneath. And, and to the point that now when I watch the show, I view everything as one giant metaphor for what it is to like be a woman and perform your womanhood, which is very women's studies of, of me. Uh, <laughs> but it's how I feel. <laughs> All right. And um, at this point, I'd love to open this into a dialogue because now I've modeled off you. <laughs> That's okay. Yes. So you watched the pilot today. Yeah. And to be clear, I've seen, like, I've seen more than a few episodes, but so, like, disjointedly that I I mm-hmm. haven't really, like, been able to follow the, the narrative yeah. as I've Which watched. Yeah. And I definitely do not. I do not think it's a show you can just jump in and out of. I feel like there are some teen shows, I think Buffy's a great example mm. of how you can like, you can jump into Buffy and watch an episode and you might not get everything, but you can watch it. And I do think PLL is one of the shows that you have to start at the beginning and go through it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, there's that. a lot of stuff happens, a lot of big stuff happens and a lot of little stuff that happens that you kind of just like, yeah. wait, like, I thought this was a big issue like just a couple episodes ago and then it's just not anymore, you know? No, um, it's not because because the show moves so fast that they'll, they'll be like, my life is ruined. And then the next episode, they're like, that was nothing compared to now. Yeah. And you're like, I don't understand, like, where. And so if you don't, don't watch the whole show, you have no idea of, like, the hierarchy of trauma. Yeah. There's a very, okay. yeah, level, and it just keeps getting higher. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, uh, I rewatched the pilot, which I hadn't, like, actually watched in a, probably, like, two years. Um, so... And I wrote some notes. This will hopefully go in some sort of um, order. So no, it's fine. I'm so I'm so intrigued to hear because okay. you did text me when you were watching an episode of uh, just a random episode of Feel Out earlier this week, and you wrote, "I don't care about any of these people." Yeah, so I'm very intrigued to hear. Which I from like, yeah, I, I recognize it's probably my fault because I've watched this so so like in order, but like so like 
off and on that like I've I've lost the progression of like these characters and I, I just don't care because like I don't remember exactly everything that they've been through, you know? And I just like forget the things that would make yeah. you care about a character. Yeah. Right. But I think that makes sense. I mean half the time I barely care about some <laughs> of the characters. Because I think that they're all kind of taking on like different parts of the story. Like each one of them is such an extreme that they all represent like individual parts of the story. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, I don't care about your career. I care about solving this problem yeah. in front of you. Like, yeah. Which was like another thing that I wanted. Yeah. And that was like another thing that I wanted to talk about today, which is like, at least at the beginning of the show, I don't know about so much anymore, but like their parents and like storylines with like who their parents are dating. And I'm just like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you talking about Hannah's mom? Hannah's mom and Arya's mom. Okay. I- I don't care about Arya's mom at all. I mean, she's a nice lady. Right. But, like, Hannah's mom, I think, at least at the beginning, is a little bit more interesting. And I do... There is a great scene, like, a few seasons down the line where all the moms are together. It's the only time they've ever been together. And and they get drunk, and it's, like, hilarious. (laughs) So, stick with the moms. Okay. That's funny. Okay. yeah, yeah, I think it really starts out as a very traditional show where they're, like, we're children and we have parents and it very quickly kind of devolves into the show where like they're acting very independently of their parents, even though they're still children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the first thing that I want to say about the pilot was that the cold open wasn't great. (laughs) It was not a great cold open. Um, specifically because I think what happens right before the, the like title sequence is really important especially in a pilot. And what happens right before the title sequence in this is that Arya is making out with some guy that she just met at a restaurant in a bathroom. No, the, the cold open is them in the barn. The cold open is like them in the barn. Not on, not on Netflix. The titles? Yeah, it was like, mm, it was on a, a barn and then it flashed to like Arya like returning to town and she drops off her brother, like, to practice, and then she goes um, to eat, and, like, Ezra starts talking to her, and then they end up, like, making out in the bathroom. Um, well, that does happen. But it doesn't have the part where Spencer's like, Allie's gone. I think I heard her scream. Yeah, it did have that, but that wasn't... But that's not where the credits No, start? no. Dang. Yeah, so I was like... Because at that point, you I don't know. know that he's like a teacher or anything like he you don't know that yeah. he's her teacher so like that was it and I was like that's not what a cold open is supposed to do like it's supposed to like uh, you know be more full of like suspense or drama or, like ask a question so I was like kind of confused that's so interesting that you say that because I in my mind I always think that the credits start when they're like where's Allie we can't find Allie and then Spencer's yeah. like she's gone I think I heard her scream and then it's like it's like credits right away. Yeah, that would make so much more sense. I need to hear from a person who, who just watched it today that that's not the case because my brain has literally calibrated it, whereas that's what it is. Yeah. Which I think is actually speaks to how I am as a fan of this show <laughs> is that I, I kind of fill in blanks and, like, fix it yeah. in my mind. Because <laughs> there are problems with the show. The show is definitely problematic right. in certain spots. And I've written down a lot of problems. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, one thing that I kind of, I don't want to say, like, remembered, but, like, was really enforced in my, in my brain, going back to, like, 
Arya and the relationship with her English teacher was that, like, she knew, like, that he was just graduated college. Like, she knew vaguely, like, what age he was, and she, like, still, like, started making out with this dude in the bathroom of this restaurant, and that's kind of messed up. <laughs> like, I get that it's one thing. Is it because I've got to tell you why is it messed up? Just because she's, like, what, 16? I guess it's, like... If I was 16 and a guy who was 22 was into me, I would totally make out with them. Yeah, like, I guess that is a thing. I think it's more messed up that he is her English teacher and doesn't actually end it, that they, like, kiss later in the episode after he knows that she's a child. Yeah, like, he kisses her. And if you watch the show further, uh, there's... They go into that a little bit more about, like, when he, like, like how much he really knew that it was a good idea and still did it. And they kind of address that in a really backwards way. They don't address it in a way that, to me, is particularly satisfying, but they do address it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although a character does call him a predator at one point. It's, like, it's the best moment of my life because I freaking hate Ezra. That's good. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. not, I don't know if you started watching Riverdale, but you're not going to like that either. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to hate it. I hate anything. Yeah. That's the, so that's, like, the thing I think that um, if you were just looking at it, like, on a one-off, you could be like, the show is incredibly problematic. It's all these, like, really inappropriate relationships. But to me, that's so um, – to me, it's all about how the characters handle it. And I think that, that most – for the most part, like, the other girls – it's not that they say that it's wrong because I don't know why they don't say that it's wrong, but they don't. But they kind of don't ever talk to him. Like, you can kind of tell everyone else on the show hates him. Yeah. Like, and I know for, I've, like, heard interviews with the guy who plays Ezra, and he literally is like, this is gross. I'm a predator. <laughs> like, every, like, nobody on the show is pretending that. Like, it's very clear that they had a different, as you watch farther, it's very clear they had a different trajectory in mind for that relationship. But, like, the network kind of rerouted them because he was popular with all the children, which is a disturbing thing. Like, all these year old girls, like, love him so much that he wasn't allowed to be what he is, which is a predator. Yeah. Which is really scary, because, like, it's, it's so different, like, if somebody's, like, if a guy is good-looking, he'll get away with so much more, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like the yeah. the thing, like, where if Christian Grey wasn't good-looking, like, he would just be a total skeevy character that, like, would freak what's her name out, you know what I mean? But, like, he just happened to be blessed with good genes, you know? That makes yeah. all the difference. Anyway. I, I do think so. And I and I think, too, that, like, the show, or, or at least some of the people associated with the show, have done a really good job of kind of addressing that as best they can around what ABC Family is clear, clearly has, like, forced them to reroute as far as the plot goes, because literally everyone, like, I haven't seen Ezra in a with anybody except Arya in the last like full four seasons wow <laughs> like they're just like yeah he has to be there because the network is forcing him to be there but, but like none of these characters want him mm-hmm. around yeah it's, it's like, really interesting actually doesn't necessarily have anything to do with like the plot or the mystery of the show it's just that he has to be there that's sad yeah that sucks it's sad it is bad it's actually i think that this show is a really interesting example of like when people who have really good intentions and like really interesting ideas are on the wrong network like i think if pretty little flyers was on um like hbo they would have killed us for off 
that have been or so made, or made Ezra like the big villain or yeah. honestly I think they probably would have had Arya kill Ezra at some point like at one point in the show there's like seriously a moment where you're like she's gonna fucking kill him yeah and she doesn't because it's ABC family <laughs> but like it's an interesting thing where like being a teen show actually causes its downfall and forces it to stick to more rudimentary plot lines mm-hmm. in a really weird way because if it was a show for adults I think it would be more like a big little lie situation you know, the big little lies as opposed to the pretty little lies. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that they, <laughs> think that they would have, like, I think they would have had, like, Arya, like, beat the shit out of him at one point. And that makes... Like, I, I truly do. That makes, like, so much more sense with, like, these girls being, like, stuck under the thumb of these people that are, like, controlling them. Like, and this is yeah. someone that, like, Arya knows is in that position and is, like, right there. As opposed to A, who, like, you know, they don't know who, I mean, I don't know, but, like, they don't know who that person is. So, like, even if, you know, she, she, he, like, didn't do anything, like, more outwardly awful, like, he would have just been this person that represented all of that to her, and she could have, like, flipped out. Yeah. And she, they, you know, they do address it. Like, at one point, you know, there's, it's hard to, it's hard to really go into detail about like kind of the more problematic aspects of the show without like really revealing lots of plot stuff Mm -hmm. but i will say that like they do their best i think they do the best that they can with the constraints that are put on them cool well let's go to like some people involved um recognize that it's like not a great (laughs) storyline anyway okay yeah Yeah, let's move on okay so my other question is like so, Arya, how long were Arya and her family, like, in, Ice, in I- Iceland? Like, how long was she gone? A year. Okay, let's... The show, so, like, the, sh- the part, the very, very beginning of the pilot where they're, like, drinking in the barn when Allie goes missing, mm-hmm. everything after that is, like, a year after Allie's disappearance. They were gone basically for one school year. Okay. I don't... I think it's, like, the end of freshman year that, like, Allie disappears, and then they come back at the start of junior year. Okay, so... It's really sad to me that I have that memorized. No, I mean, that that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. My question is, if Arya and Allison saw her dad cheating on her mom, like, at some point before she left, was Arya just being, like, super cold to her dad, like, for a whole year, and, like, they never... And just, like, keeping that secret from her mom for, like, that long? I guess so. That kind of, that's, like, that's intense. I mean, again, again, it's hard because you're watching one episode and, like, the thing about Pretty Little Liars is that every secret has, like, 17 secrets and underneath it and every flashback is, like, 10 seconds of it. So they do, like, I think by, like, episode three, Arya's just like, Dad, you're such an asshole. But I also think that, move, I, I think, if I recall, it is addressed that basically that, like, moving to Iceland was a really good temporary band-aid because they were away from his mistress, yeah, and so Arya was able to kind of exist, but going back to Rosewood reopens the wound of the affair. Do you think that's, like, one of the reasons why, or, like, the reason why they moved? Was her dad... I think they, I think, I think they moved from that plus Allie's disappearance. Yeah. It was okay. really traumatic on that group of friends. So, like, it's very clear in the pilot that, like, Allison was the ringleader of the four of the four other girls. And so right. they all kind of had to determine their own identities, which I think is, like, a really interesting thing that, like, once they all kind of go back into that, like, pack animal mindset, that that's when A starts attacking them again. Mm-hmm. 
like when they're independent women who are left like, and this happens multiple times in the season where they're, they'll kind of break up and they'll be like independent women with their own agency and a will leave them alone. Huh. But like when they're together and they're like leaning on each other, that's when a kind of goes for them, which is interesting. Cause it's like their, their friendship, the strength of a of female friendship that, is what like keeps them from going insane from their torture, mm-hmm. but also them being together or leaning on like kind of their more patriarchal instincts is what like leads them to be tortured. That's so interesting. I never yeah, would have thought of that. So it really is a metaphor for the patriarchy. <laughs> yeah, right. I think I on I personally believe that A is a metaphor for the patriarchy. Like I watched the show with that. Well, that like it doesn't matter who A is. A is being a woman in America. Okay, like so is performing your womanhood so that people like leave you about. Do you think that? I mean, I know. I think that at some point they like find out who A is, and then it turns out like maybe A is like a bunch of people. But do you think ultimately like the ringleader of like the, of A and like what they're doing is a dude? Oh my god, that is something I talk about with my friend Hassan, who watches the show with me all the time. So like A, so far we've had. Two two A reveals, um, yeah, and both of them, well, basically, we've had two A reveals, and then we have, like, like at the end of the series, we're going to have, like, the big A reveals. Right. Like, a kind of is, like, A is basically, like, a hat that gets passed around. <laughs> yeah. Like, people, it's A, being A is, like, called, called a game a lot, and so it's, like, it's, like, it's, com- it's like a game of, like, pick-up basketball. Like, somebody's always got the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I go back and forth all the time about whether or not I want A to be a dude because I kind of really hate the idea that like a man is the one like responsible for these women's downfall but I also struggle with the idea that like women are evil and hurt each other right so so I go back and forth I kind of love though that like both of the A's that have been revealed so far are like like A is a genius like A is a super genius so the fact that we've had uh, um, A's who have been women is like and they're like cyber geniuses is kind of exciting to me because they've stayed in the show as like brilliant brilliant creatures of like who are insane and amazing so I, I, I don't know I don't know what I think I don't know who it is right now we have kind of the lead there's lots of men on the A team but so far all the A's have been female I kind of like it that way, if I'm being honest. I kind of like that, like, it's, it's like, who runs the world? <laughs> Girl. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I you just, could... I just like it. I, it sounds crazy, but I, I, I do practice it that way. You could have, I mean, try, I maybe you'll have it both ways, and A is, like, genderless. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in a weird, I feel like, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter to me who A is, because A is... Uh, as long as it's like a like a strong choice, mm-hmm. because a I mean honestly, in my opinion, the only way that these girls are ever really going to truly be rid of a like the feeling of a is to like set the whole town on fire and ride away on right. a chariot, like <laughs> the way out because a is everywhere. A is the whole town. A is the whole feeling of like everything that you do. You know, you can never move far farther away from your past, and you can never recover from who you are and the only way to be free of a is to like abandon everyone when you love and like live this crazy life somewhere else like so i feel like the only way to get rid of a is truly to like just set the church 
church on fire and like run as fast as you can and yeah. never speak to anyone again and like live, like, in, live in the woods like, live in the woods yeah <laughs> like just live in a cabin like there's no way out yeah and I I um and so yeah and that's like I guess ultimately it doesn't really matter who A is but I do think so far all the big bads have all been women and I'm not I'm not mad at it because I kind of because frankly like the show passes the Bechdel test every freaking episode and that's something that I love about it like it's mostly women there's like four dudes and they're super hot and they're shirtless a lot but like <laughs> like I love me a good Caleb scene I love a good Toby scene even though Toby talks like a robot like, <laughs> but like I do think that like the story is about female friendship and like how enduring that can be and like the power of women sticking together and loving each other so I don't really care if it's a boy or a girl it ends up being a big bad yeah cool cool awesome um here's a really important question about the pilot yeah so who is it it's Emily who gets like a fucking like AOL message a fucking like aim message (laughs) from a this is their and first message. Their texts. It's this, like, I don't know if they text each other at any point, but, like, for the first, like, two seasons, they'll be, like, em- Aria will get a text from, it'll say, like, Emily at the top, like a phone does. Yeah. And it'll be, like, like Aria, where are you? And then it'll be, like, signed Emily. And just, <laughs> like, who signs their texts? Come on, kids. Nobody does that unless you're, like, 50 years old, like a 50-year-old mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, my dad does that. He'll be, like, D. Hope yeah. you're having a good day. Love, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, sweet, though, because it's, like, love. But yeah. this is just, like, in case you didn't know, this is Emily texting you. <laughs> so insane to me. It's, like, that's when you can tell that they had, like, that, like, none of the people associated with the show who are the writers have children in their lives. Yeah. Because they don't understand technology as, like, a functioning tool. <laughs> yeah. That's so sad. Writers don't have kids, guys, because no. writers are too busy writing. Like, they're literally in writers' rooms, like, 24-7. They live and breathe what they're writing. They do not procreate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what was your question about that? Okay, so... <laughs> Emily gets her first A message on, like... AOL Instant Messenger, and it says, if you kiss, I tell, because she kisses um, her neighbor, Maya, right? Yeah, Maya. Ugh. Right. I okay. Maya. We'll, we'll talk about Maya, that. Maya's very polarizing in the PLO fandom. Yeah. I am not a fan of Maya. I think she's disrespectful to Mrs. Fields' long <laughs> conversation. Okay, well, my really important question about that is, is that sentence grammatically incorrect? <laughs> I guess not because it's all in present text. I don't know. Wait, there's not. I think that there should be a comma. If you kiss, comma, I'll tell. There's no comma. There's no comma. Oh well, then it's stupid. Okay. And that actually disappoints me because A has proven herself to be incredibly smart through most of the series. It's a shame that she gets off to such a rocky start. Yeah, if I got that, I would have been like, I don't understand that. I'm not going to respond to it. <laughs> I'm like, what are you? Who's I tell? Yeah. <laughs> if you kiss, I tell. <laughs> if you kiss, I tell. Comma, what would happen? <laughs> yeah. I'd have been oh, like, God. what is this BS? This is not, yeah. I'm not going to take this seriously. Um, yeah. So maybe it's just like, I don't know this, but this seemed a little far-fetched to me. 
Um, when Hannah, really seems just too. a little I bit. Like they literally get put in a full-sized recreation of their own bedrooms mm-hmm. called the dollhouse, and they're forced to go to a fake prom. Okay, okay, well, not real. I haven't seen that yet. Okay, what I've it's seen. Coming. It's one of the best episodes of the show. Okay, great. There's also anyway. there's a bottle episode on the first season of Teen Wolf that's like literally my like one of my favorite episodes. But anyway, um. So when Han- this might be really stupid now that I think about it, when Hannah gets caught for uh, shoplifting, someone from the yeah. actual FBI comes to her house, and I just thought that was really weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that's about. Maybe, maybe the sunglasses she stole were like forty thousand dollars. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the thing about this show is that they're just constantly trying to raise the stakes. Like, it can't be a regular cop; it has to be a detective, yeah. or an FBI agent. It can't be. It can't be like, oh, you get called, like, they, they think that maybe you're acting out, so they, they just ask to talk to you after class. Like, you get called to the principal's office. Like, mm-hmm. A, like, A thinks that you um, are, like, like, stepping out of line, so they won't make you eat, like, but you've lost a lot of weight, but they, like, won't make you eat one cupcake, they make you eat six, and the, the cupcakes have pig faces and icing on them. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. That's actual thing that happens. Like, yeah, it's really, really fucked up. And that's, like, one of the calmer things that happens. Like, the show is just really not trying, like, trying really hard to, like, not live on the plane. At one point, one of the characters has, like, a drug-induced hallucination, and the whole, whole episode is a black-and-white film noir. Oh, episode. yeah. I was gonna bring that, that up. Yeah, I was going to bring that up when you were talking about how the writers are really influenced from uh, um, Hitchcock. And I was like, wait, didn't they do, like, a whole episode? I didn't know that was the reason, though. I thought it was just straight up, like, hey, this is a fun thing to do. That, like, makes no, more they, sense. They love black and white movies, like, as a general rule. And they they see PLL as, like, modern Hitchcock. And if, if you think about it, like, the plot lines of Hitchcock are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. If you, like, put the plot, if you put, like... If you wrote out just, like, a sentence describing the plot of any Hitchcock movie plus the sentence of a PLL episode and, like, threw them in a bag and shook them and just, like, read them to someone who wasn't familiar with it either, I guarantee you they would not be able to tell the difference. That would be a fun game that we should actually do. Hitchcock or PLL? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Actually, it probably would be. Um, yeah, I can't... Look, I can't make any excuses for the FBI agents or the... if you. Kiss I tell, or or the fact that Ezra is a pedophile. Like <laughs> these are all truth and things that I cannot defend. But I will say that overall, all as a whole, I do think that the show is a really interesting experiment in like um, teaching women about what they can and should and and shouldn't tolerate as far as like their own agency goes. Right. Yeah, I think that's something that people still. I mean, I still deal with. Even, you know, people still deal with after they are fully adults, you know, and they've been adults for a really long time. Um, Hashtag feminism. Okay, so here's the last question I have for you. Do you... And then we need to move on to you. I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. There's also, by the way, there's also a hallucinatory scene in uh, Teen Wolf, but it's, like, not kind of silly. It's, like actually heartbreaking (laughs) like I wanted to cry um my last question is do you like or does it bother you when the four girls read a text from or part of a text from a at the same time 
I hate it so much. I think it's so stupid. I hate it so much. <laughs> I understand what they're doing, like, because it's, um, it's the only way that, like, from a television perspective, you could achieve it. But I hate it. It's, they do that less and less and less as the series goes on. That's like, good. But they never stop doing that thing where they read the text all together and then they, like, look around, like, where could yeah. we got a text? And it's, like, so stupid. It drives me crazy. And, like, I've seen interviews with the liars where they're, like, that thing that we do where we look around like idiots it's so stupid like a is just gonna be like it's me hey, I'm over <laughs> yeah. here. Like, that's not how it works they have you know it's unfortunate they, they definitely are kind of swimming upstream as far as the restrictions that that, yeah. are, that have been put on them for being a teen show on abc family but no i hate that i hate it so much okay. they stopped doing it okay cool the show only gets more and more mature and more, more and more in depth and less um it's not that it gets less silly because there are so I mean, one of the liars got attacked by like a like like got attacked at a shoe shop the other week, and it was like, what is happening right now? With like a pair of stilettos. <laughs> no, like you know how like cobblers have like those machines that like buff the shoes. Oh, okay. So that she turned off on it, started whirring, and she was like, ah! And I was like, this is so dumb. I can't, you guys. Like, why are you doing this to me? We have seven episodes left, and you're trying to kill me. It's so stupid. But like, so I won't say that it gets less silly but I will say that uh, they fall into a rhythm that's really really strong Mm -hmm. and they uh, um, they start dealing with things in a more grand way is how I'll phrase it like it gets less and less like I'm stealing sunglasses more and more like like is my identity shaped around what my friends wanted me to be or is this really who I am Uh like bigger like they start they start asking much bigger questions um, that sometimes they can't answer, but I think it's really cool that they ask those questions. And I think if I was a teenage girl watching the show, I would be questioning myself too, in a way that I think is really refreshing. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Let's move on to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to be talking about Team Wolf in case you haven't guessed by now. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't know like where to start. I think Team Wolf, um, like Pretty Liars, definitely, like, has its things that you're just, like, really, and, like, even to, I would say, a a larger extent, because we're dealing with a supernatural show, um, like, where Pretty Little Liars, you know, can get grand and big and, and ridiculous at times, but it still kind of has its margins, because everything that happens, um, has to actually be possible, um, in, in our, like, in reality, you know, whereas, um, in, on Teen Wolf, uh, you know, I mean, they, I mean they stretch that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, like, yes, I see. Yeah. Like, there'll be times where, like, wait a minute, like, I'm sure there are times where, like, wait a minute, like, how did that character go from there to there in, like, two seconds? You know what I mean? Like, there are things like that, but at the same time, like, everyone is human, (laughs) you know? Whereas yes, that's true. Nobody yeah. is immortal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, there's no magic. Yeah. Um, but whereas on Teen Wolf, uh, there's a whole other set of rules because uh, there are Teen Wolves. Uh, there are also Teen Where Other Things that come in later. And yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we're dealing with a whole set of rules. So you... 
It's it's funny because I think that the the show has like such wide parameters where I've seen such good things on this show that have like really, really impressed me, but it's also sunk like so low to the point where I didn't even watch most of like season five, <laughs> you know? Um, and I can't, uh, I feel kind of dumb because, like, I honestly can't say that it has any underlying, like, uh, metaphorical, like, message, like, Pretty Little Liars, you know, talks about, uh, feminist principles and, like, femininity and, uh, patriarchy. Teen Wolf is... Is that that's me watching it and being like, I see where the where the writers are going. They're never like, that's because that's what being a woman is. It's oh, for like, sure. All me interpreting. But I think that that is even more impressive, actually, because they're not saying anything like that flat out. And the fact that you can read that into what you're watching without any like roadblocks, you know, uh, uh, preventing you from having that that view is is really kind of cool. Uh, Teen Wolf, honestly, on the other hand, is mostly just about a teenage wolf. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it really is. And, you know, it talks about, it does talk about, like, a lot of different stuff, like, you know, friendship and, and loyalty, and, um, uh, there are some cool things with, like, Allison that's, you know, she's kind of, like, someone who definitely wants to, like, fight for themselves and, um, definitely wants to be uh, a part of, I think, her, I don't want to say, like, her family business or hobby, but I will say, like, she wants to be able to fight along with the best of them, which is really cool, Um, and it has some some great uh, character development, which is something I definitely want to talk about, Um, but I want to hear, like, what you thought about the, the pilot. You hadn't seen the pilot before, right? No, I've never seen a single episode of Team Wolf before, and you've been telling me about it for a really long time, and honestly, the reason I didn't want to watch it is because I was like, this is a stupid fucking show about a stupid teenage wolf. Right. And I don't necessarily think that I was wrong in that assessment, but I do think that that it's one of the more enjoyable shows I've watched in a long time. I think the pilot is really fun. Um, I have some serious concerns about the acting <laughs> abilities of our young wolf friend. Okay. Well, let me <laughs> I first... Um, I think he's terrible. <laughs> oh, God. Um, let me first... I thought he was terrible. <laughs> let me first say that um, the reason why I turned on this show in the first place was because I was like, oh, man, like, let's see how bad this is. Um, and then I got roped in. So, to be yeah. clear, like, I was on the same page that you are. I mean, I, I will say that in the first time, five minutes so like the pilot opens right with like him like brushing his teeth and doing some (laughs) pull-ups which I found obnoxious in the first place because like I was annoyed that I can't do a pull-up so I was like even this nerdy not yet a teen wolf can do a pull-up like god damn it well, they had to show that he was, like, capable of, like, something. You know, like, he's on the lacrosse team. Like, he's trying to be good on the lacrosse team. So, like, I think my concern for that was, like, he is supposed to be terrible, right? He's yeah. supposed to be, like, not athletic enough to be good at lacrosse. He's supposed to be, like, a nerd. And I felt like they gave him the Clark Kent treatment where he, like, has the body of a god, 
and is like relatively handsome and like doesn't even dress badly, but he just says like, "Oh gosh," <laughs> we're supposed to be like, "What a loser that guy is." Well, I um, think like, this is not, and like I, I actually think he made a huge mistake establishing that he was capable of doing a pull up because it showed us his body and his body was jacked. <laughs> and I was like, I would love for his transformation to go, be him going from like being really spindly to being jacked. I felt like the transition in his like persona was he becomes a wolf. (laughs) I'm taking it so seriously. (laughs) Um, But that said, like, I think that, like, I really was not into him, but I think what compensated, I like, I like him enough now at the end. But that's because I think that what I take away from the show is actually not him. Uh I take away from the show that it's like, I like, his little buddy Styles, a hell. Thank of a you, thank you. Styles is so charismatic, and like that, you can tell what that actor was like. You're terrible. <laughs> I will take care of it. Don't <laughs> worry about it. I got it. It is like, so that guy funny. Is so great. It is so funny that like you got that from the pilot because it's yeah. just the case for every season of this show. I mean, he. I, I, I'm okay. I don't know if we want to talk about this right now, but like I could talk about that forever. Like. It's really funny because in this last half season, he was still recovering. Dylan O'Brien was still recovering from his accident um, on the set of uh, the Maze, the third Maze Runner movie. Yeah. So he... Oh, yeah. He got, like, legit run over by a car. So, yeah. Uh, he was in recovery for, like, a really long time. So, uh, yeah. Um, he's fine. Thank God. Um, but they had to seriously kind of reroute, like... Yeah, um, what they were doing to accommodate that. So, the pl- given like what happens in the plot, like it is kind of still all about him. But he is not in every episode of the last half season. But when he does come back, it's so clearly like just like, oh, like okay, exhale, like oh, like everything came back alive because Styles is back in with these characters, <laughs> and it's yeah. just like. Yeah, he, he really is the breakout I mean, star of the show, like for real. You, well, you can you can see it in the pilot. Like they're trying so hard, like just like it's it's very interesting because as you watch it, you're like, okay, so this dude is the lead, but this is the star. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's so interesting. He's so charismatic, and I feel like it it feels to me, and I'm sure that, that this is not what happened, but it actually feels to me as though they like started shooting and then they realized how good Styles was. And they like rerouted it so that he was more important. Um, like, I it don't actually know. feels like they, they like rerouted it, and I know that that can't be true. It's you know what it's yeah no they um I've read a slightly earlier draft of the pilot and a couple things were different, but his character was not there was no any less of styles. So um, so, so I will say and like this so so. Yeah, so Styles is absolutely like, yeah. in my opinion, what's like the meat of the show. So I think I think I'll actually probably watch a few more episodes because I enjoy him very much. Cool. Um, well, I'm gonna make you watch a bit more than that, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> um, to address what you said earlier about Scott, I think um, while I his name's Scott, Scott, see, I don't even remember his name. <laughs> He's just like your basic like dude, bro. Um, if you, and I'm sure you've seen pictures of, like, Tyler Posey, like, present-day Tyler Posey, but it's kind of funny, like, if you do look at him, like, in the pilot, what he looks like, compared to, like, now, or even, like, 
a season later, he looks like a kid in the pilot. Like, he looks like a child. Like, so while he he is, like, you know, kind of maybe a little bit too fit for that, you know, part at that point, like, looking back, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really nitpicky thing to care about. I, I, it's just, like, it always really, it's, like, a personal pet peeve of mine when, like, when it, it, it it's the Rachel Lee Cook thing. Yeah. Like, it's the, she's all, it's the she's all that thing, where, like, she wears glasses and has, like, overalls with paint on them, and they're, like, there's no way she could ever be beautiful. She wears glasses. <laughs> and then she, like, takes her glasses off and takes her hair out of her messy bun, and they're, like, she's so gorgeous. Right. And like, oh, my God. Like, you guys put no effort into this. <laughs> like, it's just, like, a personal pet peeve. But, I mean, it doesn't really detract from me being, like, oh, this is really enjoyable. Yeah. Fun fact, um, fun fact, do you know who wrote She's All That? Who? M. Night Shyamalan. You are joking. I'm, I'm not joking. I don't believe you at all. <laughs> I'm not joking. I feel like you're pranking me. Hold on. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Isn't that He's funny? Kind of he did, but he did. He did. Yeah, you like ghost wrote it. That makes me so sad. Isn't that for the funniest him, thing? But also, I actually like him more. Now. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so something, anyway. something else that I wanted to point out was that you know this came out in like, God, I want to say like 2011. Um, and while we're very used to it now, I want to, I do want to point out that the production quality of this show in 2011 is pretty impressive. Um, I, I mean, you can tell. That they had money to spend on yeah. it. Like, they definitely had money to spend. Yeah. They definitely um, uh, put a, a lot of like, trust in... Like you can tell that they... That MTV, it's on MTV, right? Yeah. It, yeah. You can tell that MTV was like, this is going to be something, because the fact that they spent that much money on that many CGI deer is, like, <laughs> ridiculous. Like, first of all, those deer... Those deer look stupid. Like, I legit was like, oh, dear. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> well, I just made a pun. <laughs> Very but, good. Like, That's they, why like, you're money, doing the, money the on, podcast. Like, wood. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the money on, like, the woods and all the different houses. I mean, they really spent some time investing in their location scouting and in, like, the coloring. And you can just, you can see that they, like, really, really spent some, some money on this. Because usually pilots feel very low budget like mm-hmm. like going like if you look at pll ver- like then versus pll even like 10 episodes in like the pll pilot looks downright cheap like yeah. it looks it looks like they went to kmart and bought clothes for them like and by the end they're wearing like louboutins yeah to school. like it's ridiculous the like, pilot they filmed on like the like garbage part of the wb lot <laughs> they did. They and then they had to like, like the back lot of yeah the stars hollow like the 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 part, yeah, the part of, like, the lot that, like, nobody wants to film at, and then they had to, like, work their way up. <laughs> yeah. That's legit what they did. Like, it was clearly, like, it was all the same set, and they just put, like, blankets on things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this pilot, it, like, but the, the, the Teen Wolf pilot is so expensive. It feels, like, luscious and rich when you look at it. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about it is that the production quality is so good, but the acting overall is terrible. The coach is ridiculous. Like, what the fuck? The coach is, is great. Him? What are you talking about? The coach is great. He's literally terrible. <laughs> like, I completely disagree. <laughs> every time he speaks, it makes me want to, like, push my hand into the computer and rip his neck Oh, my out. God, no. Like, when, he, when he, when, like, Scott catches Scott, when Scott catches all this stuff and, like, does a really good job, and the coach is like, oh, guess what? 
you made the team funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to set my computer on fire or to end what's happening. And then he had no more lines. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. Because <laughs> it was it was distracting what a bad actor. Everything else distracting. is cream cheese. Everyone, everyone was at like an eight. Everyone was like, we're normal people. But there's like an extraordinary circumstance. And the coach was like, this is my fucking moment. And he went so hard. It's so distracting on hard. No, I, <laughs> I think... I think you'll get used to it. Like he's just kind of like a ridiculous character. It's terrible. He is also like a comedian, like here in LA. Like I think, like I think he was known as a comedian before he was hired. Like I've seen his name on like billboards. What? Learn how to read lines, person. (laughs) So, net follow-up question. And Mm -hmm. again, I preface all this by saying that I truly did enjoy watching it. What the hell is up with unblinking Cheyenne Jackson in the woods? Like. Freaking! Who are you dude. talking about? The dude who's like I'm oh. touching her. Like, I'm a friend of God Jackson. He looks like Cheyenne Jackson. Cheyenne Jackson! Oh my god! I forgot I who that was. was. I forgot. I thought it was Cheyenne Jackson <laughs> for, for like ten minutes. It's like, not. Oh. I did like the twist that he like wasn't the evil one that he like wanted to protect him. I thought that was great. I love that like. Like I'm, I'm such a sucker for like star-crossed lovers. I love that Allison's dad is like the werewolf hunter. Like, yeah, I love that shit. Um, and I really think that they did a, a very good job of like instilling an extreme sense of dread. Like I, I love that moment at the party where, like, first of all, he's a fucking idiot for not like, like Styles could have tried a little, little harder to be like. The fact that Styles went to the party after being assaulted by his best friend and was like, Scott, are you okay, buddy? I'm like, Styles, you're too good of a friend. friend. I would have, no. if you did that to me, if you pushed me against a wall and, like, threatened me and then, like, ripped a hole in my very nice desk chair, <laughs> I would, literally, I would be like, we're never speaking again. You call me when you have your next, you're killer. Let's see how it goes for you. Oh, my God. Like, Kyle <laughs> stayed up all night doing bunch of research, printing out black and white drawings of wolves because that's research. I don't understand. <laughs> that's the other thing that I, that I, that is such a trope on these kind of shows it'll literally show them googling and then they and they type in the search bar like werewolves enter <laughs> and, like, and then it'll just be like werewolves exist and he's like i solved the mystery like i know they have to that to like move the plot along and yeah. just say um no that yeah. is very everything you just said is actually very within style's character like he's super super loyal like that's probably his like main character trait is like his loyalty to Scott particularly and he has ADD and he like doesn't take anything for it I think so like yeah he's been riddled a couple times yeah yeah he has like the the exposition at the start is a little ridiculous like when they're walking and he's like shouldn't the guy with the severe asthma take a flashlight (laughs) and then later it's and then he's, like, using his inhaler 65 times. It's like, you could have just shown us using his, him using his inhaler. Yeah. But, but like, it definitely, like, the tropes of, the, of, like, the working uphill to establish things thing that teenage shows have a lot. The teen movies have a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, scary movies do that. Well, they'll be like, I'm going to the woods by myself. Don't worry about me. I'll be right yeah. back. And I was like... You're never coming yeah. back. You're dead forever. No, that that did bother me in the pilot of Pretty Little Liars when, like, Arya is talking to Emily and, like, the other girls walk in and Emily's like, yeah, we kind of drifted apart, you know, obviously. And Arya's like, got it. So, friendly, but not friends. And I was like, 
that was literally probably like those words were said in the writer's room and they were just like, yeah, that describes it perfectly. We'll just literally write those words. Like, oh my God. That happened. That's it's literally how I feel about every single time that they, um, they read a text. It's like, you don't have to do that. You're just yeah. taking up time <laughs> that I could use to learn Yeah. People. It's so true. They're yeah. like, Allison was dot, dot, dot mean. And they're also <laughs> back up for being mean. And it's like, you could have done one or the other. Yeah. It's like, mean. Yeah, they're always like PLL has PLL has a terrible trope where they'll do a thing and then they'll be like it. They'll be like they'll show Allison like doing something awful, like pushing someone down the stairs or whatever. <laughs> let's say I don't think she ever does that, yeah. but and then it'll cut it'll cut back to present day and Hannah and it's always fucking Hannah. <laughs> Hannah will be like, so Allison pushed someone down the stairs, and it's like, bitch, did you just not watch the class? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I know they are, and they're always but like. You remember how Allison was. Like, Allison was just Allison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Allison was just Allison. And I'm like, okay, fine. That makes sense. And then they do, like, 45 flashbacks. And they're like, Allison kept. And then they'll, like, <laughs> they'll, like summarize the flashback. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but back to the Teen Wolf. Um, I do think that they did a really good job of, like, ramping up the tension. I think they minimized the exposition. Although that scene where the really popular guy slams him against the locker, and he's like, Basically, he was like, I'm a werewolf, okay? I was like, zero chill, Scott. Zero chill. <laughs> no, but dude, the line where he's like, when Jackson's like, where do you get your juice? And Scott's like, uh, uh, my mom does all the grocery shopping. <laughs> like, honestly, it's like a classic Teen Wolf line. It like is it never is. not funny. Yeah. Oh, to me, I was like, bring back Styles. I'm bored of you. Like, <laughs> No, Jimmy like Styles is like the Spencer Hastings of Teen Wolf. He's like the smart one who's got it together. Who yeah, you're like just get Styles on the case. We'll get sorted out. Like, I've uh, repeatedly said that, like, okay, so I haven't seen the OC, which is like definitely something that we're gonna watch. If we keep doing this. Oh, okay, um, sure. I haven't seen it really either. Okay, so like I am like okay, even without seeing it, like I'm not a big fan of the OC, but I highly recognize the fact that, like, without um, Adam Brody, there would be no Scott uh, Stiles-Solinsky. So, like, mm-hmm. that'll be an interesting thing to, like, look at if we watch, like, the pilot of the OC. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's actually, like, a really interesting thing that you can totally see kind of the lineage of some characters. Like, I think Spencer Hastings and Mona Vanderwall are, like, direct descendants of Buffy. Oh, yeah. Summers. That like, makes sense. 100%. Uh-huh. Hundred percent, and like honestly, like probably Seth Cohen is a descendant of Xander. Like Buffy is something we could spend the whole podcast just talking about. Uh, did I say? What did I say? His name was? It's Seth Cohen, right? I think I said something else. You know who I'm talking about? Seth Myers. Y'all, y'all know who I'm talking about. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I had some like some complaints. Like, I, you know, you have to this suspend your disbelief like the wolf's qualities the fact that he could hear a conversation but that it didn't like drive him insane yeah like, it was just the one conversation he could hear uh, um cheyenne jackson never blinked i was very upset about his job with the cats i was like he'll never be able to feed the cats again <laughs> food again what's happening to the cat yeah he's just gonna um, have to make up excuses for, like oh i can't feed the cats today i i got uh herpes and he has to like leave <laughs> Um, one thing about the show that I was like, I, I, this is a thing that they do relatively frequently. I'm going to have a really hard time was I really did not like their conversation in the vet clinic, which she was like, I'm sorry that I was like a girly girl and I cried. Oh, yeah. I was like, 
you hit an animal and you were upset. Like, it, like I personally, and probably because I was watching it from like the mindset of like, I'm going to talk, talk about why I love Pretty Little Liars and Ari's going to talk about why she loves Teen Wolf. So I was probably thinking about it from like a very gendered perspective, but I was mm-hmm. not super into how they were like, like, like girls who cry are weak and I'm not supposed to be weak. Like I didn't appreciate that knowing yeah. that girls like boys don't watch shows for buff dudes, usually speaking. Like, like, people don't put buff, buff boys on shows if they don't think that girls, if they think girls aren't, aren't going to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, if they think it's a show for, both, like, just boys, they don't care. Miles and Scott were clearly chosen for that show because they knew young women would watch it. And so the fact that they had that conversation really bugged me. I feel like there was a different way to establish what they were trying to establish. And I didn't like, like, it's that whole thing where it's like, I'm not like other girls. Right, no. I, I, I don't like those kind of conversations. And um, yeah. I hope that Alice, I, I hope that the women in the show become more than just like objects of lust, of lust which I would imagine they would. Yes. Considering that Allison is now set up to be the daughter of a fucking werewolf right. hunter. Yeah, I if I had just seen the pilot, like I I definitely would have the same opinion that you do. I, I would probably yeah, I probably did like roll my eyes. Like that's so it's a really like cliche and like tired kind of concept. Um, but it is something that Allison str- like struggles with, like as uh, her character develops. Like there is one specific scene where um, she is talking to her aunt, and she's like. So, like, if it was right after something happened and she was, like, attacked or something and, and she was, like, I felt really weak. Um, and I, that was, like, not okay with me and I need your help so I don't feel like that ever again. So, it's kind of, like, I don't, I don't want to say it's, like, a character flaw, but it's, like, something that she struggles with and that she actively works to, like, that she works against, um, uh, mostly through, like, archery and stuff, and I'm trying to think of, like, if anything else, because I, I feel like she is, like, very feminine, you know, especially, like, in her clothes, like, she wears, like, skirts a lot, and she, and she's also really strong in, like, um, like, she never really lets, um, Lydia, like, bully her, even though Lydia kind of is a bully in the in the first season or two, and she... Well, Lydia is, like, so dolled up. She's so um, stereotypically feminine. She's yeah. got the curled hair and the giant lips, and, like, Allison comes in in jeans and, like, a more utilitarian, like, nowadays, like, everyone has an anorak jacket, but she was wearing something kind of similar to that, like, clothes that have, per- that, like, are functional and mm-hmm. like Lydia is so fashion and it was it yeah it's interesting they are definitely trying to like play those tropes a little yeah bit. so I hope that it'll be interesting to watch that kind of like turn yeah it definitely it definitely does and I think you can definitely track the character development of Lydia specifically through her clothes because she starts out like a runway model and she's so like her clothes are so calmed down now because you can see that, like, she's realized, like, oh, like, this is not important. Like, there's, like, such big, bigger things going on, you know? Like, she mm-hmm. she doesn't care about that anymore, you know? But she did, she still, 
holds on to like her, like she, her, you can tell like her outfits are still very like coordinated, you know, but they're, they're not like, you know, runway clothes. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it definitely marks her um, character development. Yeah. So that was kind of like, yeah, she definitely is an, as a character that, that you can kind of tell they had like, like at least from the pilot, but again, it's the only thing I've seen like mm-hmm. from the pilot, like you can tell they have plans for Lydia. Yeah. Allison, I feel like, isn't really fleshed out. I feel like she's kind of like a, like a, like a, she's just a plot point at this point. Like, she's just a person who shows up and shows interest in Scott and he can date her. And so that makes him excited. And, and then she also happens to be the daughter. Like, right now she's just kind of in the middle. She's like, I, she's just like there. And I'm excited to watch her grow. But I think that you can tell that the writers went in and they were like, Lydia has stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Like, Lydia has something going on. Like, because that part where she's like making out with, what's his name, Jackson? Mm-hmm. She's making out with Jackson. Yeah. And she's like staring at Scott really weirdly. And it's like, you know, there's more going on. Yeah. Like, there's something that we need to move into. Or like when she jumps up and like cheers Scott on. Like, Lydia's, Lydia right now is very interesting to me, more interesting than Allison. I'm not into Allison. Right well, now. I'm not into her. I'm not like mad right. at her. I just like don't. I don't. I. She's very bland to me um, at this time. But you, you know, I'm excited. I, I think based on the pilot, I would watch more episodes of it for sure. Yeah, Allison definitely uh, starts out as girl walks into a high school, but yeah. the thing about yeah, exactly. It's very like we open on a high school. There's yeah. a new girl there. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so tropey. Yeah, like, but I do think it, it could look more. Um, oh, well, I was going to say, like, she starts out as girl who walks into a high school, but the thing about her family and, like, her dad being, like, a hunter is that uh, he explains later on that, like, in our family, uh, the men are the hunters and the girls are the leaders. Like, we train the females of the family to basically orchestrate and be leaders and, like, orchestrate what's going on. So she definitely is going to play a role in uh, the bigger picture. Yeah. That's great, and I look forward to seeing it, because um, definitely from the pilot, I feel like they didn't quite know what they were going to do with her yet. They were just trying to be like, she's not like other girls, but she's also like a totally beautiful Glamazon. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, mean, I, would, I would definitely watch more now that I've like seen the pilot, like just kind of looking at it cold. Would you watch more PLL if you had just seen the pilot? Um, or would you not? Probably, strictly because it is a teen TV show, and, like, that's a genre that I obviously love. Um, yeah. And, and, like, I can't answer I that question. That I think the pilot is, like, really problematic. It intros all the problematic plots. Yeah. It gets way better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are so many seasons. But I think when I first watched the pilot, I probably watched a couple more episodes. Um, and then, I don't know. But, yeah, I'm, like, I'm on, like, season three right now, so... Probably, I'll keep going for a little while anyway. Um, I want you to at least get through the second half of season three. Oh my um, god, that's so many episodes, okay. I know, but the second half of season three is so good. Like, that's the pinnacle, that's like the height of the show. I think you're going to like it. Yeah. It's all style-centric, so like... Oh, okay, well I guess I'll move <laughs> yeah. um, Do you have any last things that you would like to say we're, we're hitting about an hour time at this point so yeah I feel we're, like we're a little we're wearing hard. our well do you have any <laughs> last thoughts on pll or teen wolf that you would like to address at this time um there should be a crossover episode <laughs> actually that would be amazing because caleb rivers is which is hannah's boyfriend and like as of like 
season one B. Yeah. Is a hundred percent a secret teen wolf. <laughs> he yeah. walks into rooms all the time. He's like, Hannah, it's complicated. And he just like leaves. <laughs> That'd <laughs> so be great. Like it would be actually amazing to have a teen wolf episode where he like comes to visit Scott and he's like, Scott, <laughs> I just came from Rosewood to tell you. I, he's all also a hacker. He's like, I hacked into the computer system and found the hunters. Actually, <laughs> this really work. I think a crossover episode could be Yeah. Amazing. That's perfect because there is a half season where there's like, um, there's a, what's it called? A, a kill list? What is a death list? I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. But they're like trying to like get into it to like find the full list. So they could have called Caleb and Rosewood. Caleb could have had. Yeah. And also actually PLL does have like a couple supernatural episodes in season four. They go to this town called Ravenswood that like features this woman named Mrs. Grunwald, who they call the Grunwald, <laughs> and she's a psychic, and it's, like, this whole wow. insane, it's this insane, like, weird plot thing. But again, you can tell that they're really inspired by Hitchcock, and so they were just like, we're going to do this insane, crazy thing, yeah. just because we can. <laughs> uh, so maybe there's teen wolves just living in Ravenswood somewhere. Perfect. <laughs> All right, shall we sign off? How do we sign off? We need a jingle. <laughs> okay. This is so. Uh, who's th- thanks for listening? What high school will we matriculate? Nope. It's not <laughs> what high school will we visit next? Tune in next week. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> Ideally, at this point, I think we would like maybe I don't know announce like next week we're going to talk about this thing. But we don't. We're not. We're not planned that far ahead yeah. at this point. No, I mean so. I imagine next week we might talk about. Um, Riverdale, just because it just hit Netflix. Oh, yeah, probably Riverdale, because it just hit Netflix. Yeah. And apparently, I need to watch, because I guess the Sprouse twin boy is very handsome now, which is so weird. He really is, and it took me a little, a little while to get used to, but I finally gave I myself saw, permission to, like... I saw that viral video clip of him, like, eating a burger shirtless, and I, <laughs> yeah. was, like, I was like, go on. But also, <laughs> like, very just disturbed at my reaction to this child. Well, I thought he was younger than he actually is, so that makes me feel a little bit better. So. How old is he? Uh, oh, no, I don't remember. I think he's 23. Okay. If he's over the age of, if he's, like, 22 or younger, I'm gonna feel like He's not younger than 22. Yeah. Okay, let's find out. I'm Googling him. It's hard to, like, think of, it's hard to, like, oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, okay, I can get with 24. Yeah, it's hard to, like, have a crush on guys, even if they're celebrities, if they're under 21, because it's like, okay, what would we do? (laughs) You can't drink. What would we do? (laughs) But also, like, ew. Yeah, also ew, yeah. So, okay, so we have permission to have a crush on them. Okay, good. I feel feel better now. Okay. Okay, great. See what you think. Well, so next time, and it'll be Riverdale, signing off. (laughs) (laughs) I'll commission a jingle from someone. We'll just put it here. And I'll be like, cue the jingle. And it would go here. All right. That's it. Have a great week at school. Bye. Bye.